I'm Joel Hansel. I'm Katie Karpinski. And this is CC Airwaves. Katie, have you had much chance over the uh, period of quarantine to get out, take a walk, maybe go to the park, get some fresh air, some exercise? Yeah, I have. On the days when it's been nice, we've been trying to do a lot of walking and outdoor activity. But as I'm looking outside now here in Ohio, we're getting what looks like a few inches of snow. So you have to savor those long walks outside when you can. (laughs) Every um, every day, my son has to um, go out and run for cross country. So uh, we we usually hop in the car at some point mid-afternoon. We go to the park. And, and he goes and does his workout. And um, uh, when the weather's nice, you know, I'll get out and walk as well. And one of the things that kind of struck me while I'm at the park is usually what I do is I'll go off the, off the uh, multi-purpose trails. I'll go into the actual uh, hiking trails. Mm-hmm. And uh, er- earlier this week, when, when the sun was out, uh, even though it was cold, I noticed that uh, there, there were very few people on the hiking trails, which in this age of social distancing was great. But the people that I did see, you, you could you could see on their faces that th- they were walking in the unknown along these hiking trails. And, and it kind of got me thinking about how while these while these walkers are on a journey, our society is on a journey right now um, where it, there's a lot of unknown. It feels a little hopeless and a little bit lost. And, and you're trying to find some uplifting tides or feelings. And, you know, I, I noticed that you know, some some of the trees are starting to starting to bud and starting to see some some flowering leaf, uh, buds on, on the trees. And and I couldn't help think about the parallel to the, the, the road, uh, the story of the, uh, road to Emmaus, how for those of you uh, out there, uh, if you remember the story, there were two disciples, they were making their way from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And, and I was just in my mind thinking about how that journey for those two individuals had to be one that was, that probably felt very hopeless and lost and, and shrouded with, with grief. Um, and really the, the story ends up being more of a, a story of hope and a story of revelation. And uh, uh, I, I think the story works really well with, uh, with, with those that are also struggling with, with grief. Yeah, because that's the story um, that occurs right after Jesus's resurrection, right? So Correct. that's when um, there's the two, like you said, disciples, um, you know, just traveling along a path and Jesus joins them, but they don't recognize him as Jesus. So um, it's kind of a very interesting story that a lot of us, um, I'm sure, are familiar with hearing, you know, in these days following Easter. Um, and like you said, I think it's just such a timely story that um, corresponds well with what the whole world is feeling right now with the pandemic, but also on a more personal level for those who are grieving, just that um, the whole journey and, you know, the transformation that occurs as those two disciples walk with God is it just shines a light on um, so many things. So 
um, I think today, um, this is a great time for us to just unpack some of those, um, maybe not as obvious elements of that, um, Bible story. And to help us do that is Rhonda Abrams, our bereavement coordinator. So Rhonda, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. Well, welcome to everybody that's joining us online. Yeah. So like Joel said, I think it's, um, something, this story is something we can all identify with, um, in some form or another. And I really like, like, I think a good way to start this conversation is just talking about, you know, like these people are walking on this path. It's a very long journey. They're very distraught and confused and probably just very somber. And then Jesus approaches them. So I think maybe talking about how Jesus approached them, maybe we can talk about how Jesus approached them and how that relates to our lives now. So Rhonda, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I just want to back up a teeny bit. And even before Jesus approached them, let's look at the two disciples walking down the road and what they're feeling, what's going through their minds. And look at the parallel between what some of you may have in your grief as you're walking along, not just a road, but just in life in general. Some of the things you might be experiencing, it depends on if your grief is fresh, you know, just in the past month or so, or if, even if you've been grieving a long time, you still may have these things heavy on your heart. Um, the two disciples that were walking were downcast. That's what the Bible describes them as, downcast. They were deep in disbelief and confusion. They were heartbroken. They were a little bit in shock after all that had happened uh, from the last week. And they were a little bit disconnected too. They were separated from the other disciples. So a lot of you might be separated from your own family members in this time of pandemic and also in your grief. So it's it's good to look at what those two, two disciples were experiencing, just walking, even before they met Jesus. You know, it's, it's refreshing and kind of comforting to know we all go through those seasons of when we're, we're deep in our, our distress and downcast. So just maybe think about what those two disciples were conversing about and in your head, some of the things that you might be conversing about. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. I think, you know, obviously we wish no one, you know, despair, but it is comforting, like you said, to know that other people, like thousands of years before us have felt these same things and God was there to guide them through those feelings. Right. There's a lot of hopelessness um, that you could fall into if you don't have knowledge that Jesus is walking with you through these things. So, mm-hmm. and, you, and you did um, allude to the fact that they realized that Jesus was walking with them, but even before they came to that revelation, Jesus was walking right there beside them in the form of a stranger. So mm-hmm. sometimes in our grief journeys, you might have someone in your life that's walking beside you, or maybe it may not be a person. Maybe it's a thing that happens, or maybe it's a song that you hear or something like that. It's actually a form of Jesus walking beside you. You know, mm-hmm. even if you don't recognize it, it's some unexpected thing that happens that it brings a spark to your eye or a warmth in your heart. So a sunrise or a bird singing or you know, a song that comes on the radio or something. So it's yeah, the, go right ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everyone listening. We are doing this remotely, so it's hard to tell when <laughs> everyone's um, done, but go ahead, Rhonda. I'll let you finish I'm your just, thought. just going to say that you have some hope that things are going to get better and 
you may not realize that you have the um, comfort of Jesus walking with you in unexpected ways. Yeah, I was just to add on to that. I think that's a a big thing I took away from this, too, is that um, he's just Jesus and how he approaches them is very gentle. You know, it would. I think, um, you know, if it were any other person and people were doubting, you know, his resurrection, he would just come back and say like, here I am, like I'm back, you know, I'm, I've risen from the dead, but he just takes a very, very gentle approach. And like you said, almost to the point where, um, it's unrecognizable as what it actually is. It's those small little moments of comfort and peace that he likes to give to us to, you know, prove that he's there. So I think that gentleness and just the peacefulness that comes with that, um, can be a great gift. Yeah, yeah. We ha- you have to look for those still small voices because it's not always the um, flamboyant things that might happen. Like you know, he didn't come back and say, "I've risen," you know, that kind of a thing. But you know, he he gently walked beside the beside them as a stranger, and something about this stranger warmed their hearts. You know, they they accompanied him, they talked with him, they listened to what he had to say because something that he was saying was heartwarming, uplifting, gave him some hope. Mm-hmm. One of the explanations that I read for these two disciples not recognizing Jesus is that their grief was so deep and so raw and so fresh that it sort of clouded their uh, ability to see, you know, something that was right in front of them. And I think a lot of us can can appreciate that. As you know, as we go through life, we can, you know, we get caught up in the hustle and bustle of things. And as a result, we don't really see what's in front of us. And, and Rhonda, like you say, sometimes, you know, these, these little clues are right in front of us and, and we're not exactly seeing it, but it could be a little thing that somehow just brings us back and, and focuses us and says, here, here's what you're looking for. Here, here is peace and comfort and hope. Here, here's where Jesus is. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, here's a rope to hang on to. I, I see you're in the midst of this, this turmoil, this struggle, and God sends this life, lifeboat to you with, you know, a, a life preserver, a string, a whole, you know, a, a rope to hold on to. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think too, um, just considering everything else that's going on, kind of like being shrouded with grief, but also being just shrouded with all the negativity that is surrounding, you know, whatever circumstance you're in and whether it's overwhelming yourself with news stories or just, you know, keeping all those media outlets on too long. I think sometimes God is just calling us all to take a step back and appreciate the good things that are, that are still in our life, even with, you know, everything going on in the world right now. So I think that's an excellent point to make. Yeah. And we can we can all relate to having that grief brain where all of our other emotions are turned off and mm-hmm. all we feel is the numbness and the coldness. And we got to reach beyond that and, and just hope and pray, pray to God to to bring you some revelation and some some new thing to um, to hang on to just to get to the next step. So, Rhonda, just to kind of um, carry that point a little bit further. We, we've mentioned the word revelation a few times, uh, going back to these two uh, uh, disciples on their, on their journey. Uh, if you could, for the listeners, how, how did Jesus bring comfort and healing to these two individuals? And in what ways did he eventually 
reveal himself to them? Well, one of the things that I noticed as I read it was that Jesus walked in their shoes. He kind of walked along that same path with them, um, step by step up and down the hills and the, the valleys of what they were going through. He he walked in whatever path that they were walking in. So like if we have a journey where, you know, maybe you're back into your work life or in this pandemic, you're trying to work from home and you're trying to do all these things, but the grief is still there. You may not notice that God is right there beside you, holding your hand through this, getting you through from day to day. Um, Jesus also conversed with them. So not not just walking with with the person, he also talked with them and he helped them sort things out. Kind of like what our support groups do. We allow people to come together and talk about their grief so that they can understand that what they're going through is normal. Some of the things that you're experiencing, they're very normal. And um, just knowing other people feel that same thing is a source of comfort that, oh, yeah, I can get through this. So, yeah, Jesus walks with them and then he talks with them. I think another thing just to jump in is that he also let them feel what they're feeling. You know, he, he, um, gave them hope and everything, but he also validated that, you know, it is okay to be sad and th- these awful things happen and it's okay to feel down and hopeless about it, but it's, you know, working through that instead of trying to ignore it or suppress it or just, you know, bypass it completely. So, um, I think yeah, that was an interesting, yeah. Yes. That's excellent. Because one of the things Jesus did was he didn't just come to them and say, Um, lift up your heads. Everything's going to be all right. He said, what are you talking about? What are Mm -hmm. you going through? And he asked them. So it helped them to kind of like unpeel the layers of what they're feeling. And he validated, yeah, this is rough. Whatever they're going through. Yeah, this is rough. Mm -hmm. It's important for our grievers to know that too. Yeah. I think that's almost the first step towards healing is acknowledging that you're going to have bad, like sad, bad feelings sometimes. And I think, um, society anymore kind of teaches you that you should always be happy, that you should always be on top of your game that, you know, um, I was reading something the other day about harmful phrases such as, you know, everything's going to be all right. Things could be worse. And there are times when those phrases aren't healthy. They actually hinder the person because, you know, they're not realistic and no one truly knows what tomorrow is going to bring. So sometimes you really just need to, you know, identify with those feelings so you can work through them. Right. And, you know, get to the next step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one of the final things that Jesus did for them was he revealed the scriptures to them. He opened their minds. And as we walk through our grief journeys, that's something that we can pray for is to ask God to open our minds to what revelations he has on our path Um, every day. And I've said this a number of times in other podcasts, every day that we take a breath, God has us here for a purpose. He gifts each one of us with something special to help others along their journeys in life. So we have to think and ask God, okay, help me to get to that next step, that new normal. Where do you have me going in the future and give me a vision? So it's important to ask Jesus and look through those scriptures, open your Bible or listen to a Bible study or something, scriptural music, you know, something that's uplifting and, and, and praising God. And you'll find 
that you might find some things and little nuggets to help you, you know, reveal what your next step should be, mm-hmm. or maybe even just ease the pain that you're going through. Yeah. And I think the key with that too is, um, especially because, um, we're all home right now, we have maybe some more time to explore different areas of our faith, but to be open because at the end of the day, we're on God's journey. Not, I mean, we are on our own journey, but we don't set the course for our own journey. God does. So, you know, something that might make sense in our heads or something that we're familiar with might not be exactly where he wants us to go or where he wants us to stay. So I think just, you know, having an open communication through prayer and trying to, you know, listen to God and where is he asking you to go? Just like you said, but just having a very open attitude toward the whole experience. Right. Now, one of the things I did think about was when Jesus walked with them, he asked them some specific questions to help them along their way. I thought of a few questions that you might ask God, you know, in your walk with with grief. How do you think Jesus may know? Well, how do you think Jesus may reveal himself to you on your grief journey? So you may want to ask yourself that when you have some quiet time, just sit and think, what have I seen happening in my life? What things, you know, were revealed to me or what did I see or hear? There might be those little glimmers of hope for me. You might also ask, how can I better anticipate some of the uh, these unexpected encounters? So maybe just being open and saying, yes, I feel this grief. It's very difficult. It's very hard. But I'm going to be open to God walking alongside me. I believe that he's there, even though I may not feel him. I'm going to be open and I'm going to look for these instances where I can see God walking beside me. Yeah. So ask yourself those kind of questions. No, I think those are really great points to make. And um, like you said, I know we keep saying it, but just never um, discount even the smallest of signs, you know, even just like the smallest twitch of hope or something that makes you smile. Um, It could be like a text message from a friend or, you know, getting the last, you know, thing you want at the supermarket or anything. Um, just God shows himself to us in so many ways. So I think that last question, um, is really something that anyone, whether you're grieving or not can really reflect on. Yeah. And something I do is I keep a journal of those things that happen so that when I have my most difficult days, I can look back on those bright moments and say, Oh yes, he has been with me through all these things and he will continue Mm -hmm. to be with me. That's a great idea. Keeping a journal of everything for those days when, yeah, that's a really good idea. Have some Mm -hmm. encouragement for some bad days and, you know, remembering when you got through a difficult time. Yeah. Those bad days do come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think as we um, finish up here, uh, I'll link the, I'll, Put a link in the description of this podcast if someone read want to if someone wants to read the full scripture passage where this journey takes place. But I think what all of us are trying to say is, um, you know, even when times seem most dark and most desperate, um, whether you're you know recently grieving a loved one or your grief is being um, resurged through all this you know pandemic um, crisis that's going on, that God is walking with you, and while His presence may not be obvious, He is there. So there is comfort and peace to be found in that for sure. Um, So does anyone else have any closing comments? No, not here, but I just wanted to say God bless each one of you out there. We know the struggle is real 
and we know it's difficult, but just take one more step each day and you'll see a brighter step each step that you take. Yeah. Well, Rhonda, thank you so much again for joining us today. Um, for anyone listening, uh, please continue to communicate with us, um, whether it's social media or by emailing us at podcast at clecem.org. If you have any topics you'd like us to cover regarding, you know, anything that's happening right now or, you know, a specific grief issue, um, please send them there and we will address them as soon as we can. Um, and again, just follow us on social. We are actively monitoring everything and we just want you to know that you are not alone in anything that is happening right now. Thank you for listening, everyone. Hope you join us in the future. And until then, take care, everyone.